And welcome to another edition of Thoughts of the Roundtable with me, Matt Rebar. And me, Paul Lux. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, <laughs> that was very covid of you. I know. What a great time to cough, right? <laughs> oh, God. What the Oh, heck? my God. What is going on? I think I, I think I inhaled, like, sawdust. <laughs> you know, in that, like, wood shopping room right next to your uh, basement there. I was being very lumpy this weekend, man. Oh, yeah, what did you do? I was trimming up new moldings for my doors, being a new homeowner. Oh, well, not, I've been here good. for years now. <laughs> well, I mean, there's no, there's no better time than now to uh, get to know your home and yourself and, you know. I love how there's just – it's so funny, like, after – with the quarantine and everything, you can see what people really care about because of, like, what is running out of stores. The one is toilet paper. Obviously, that was the big yeah, one. The and, big now one. It's, and now it's treated lumber. You can't find treated lumber. Wow. But I heard that's also because Canada shut the door on our face. Yeah, that's true. Well, so I guess that being a big reason. I, I got to show you this map. I saw this earlier today. Basically, the um, your like the uh, United States citizens can only go to three countries at the moment. <gasps> I saw it too. I don't know if you could. It was going to zoom. I, I can't I see it on your screen, but isn't it like it, the three me- most outrageous countries? It's like Mexico, and then like. Two random countries that like it's Mexico, mm-hmm. Turkey, and that looks like Albania, maybe. I just love that like Mexico's like I think they're just doing it just to be like jokesters. What to let us in? Yeah, they're like they're like oh your president doesn't want to let us in, but like you could still come to us. Like I feel like that's kind of part of why they're open to us. I think but... it's ironic we can't even go to China. Yeah, even China's like yeah you can. Take a step back from us, please. Our, our passport is basically useless at the moment. I know. It's like, I, I mean, and I, who knows how long that's going to go for, too. Sadly. I have a friend who, uh, one of the only people I ever th- almost saw get deported to Canada. I didn't wow. even know they deported Canadians. But um, so she lives up in Canada and moved back there to grad school. She'll text me every now and then and be like, how are you guys doing down there? I'm like, you asshole. You know how we're doing down here. <laughs> you see the news, I bet. Well, and this weekend was pretty big uh, because of obviously TikTok almost got banned. I was just about to say that. I know. Did you see something? Someone released a fake tweet as TikTok saying their servers are down and everyone freaked out. Oh my god, really? It's but so... to be honest, I, I honestly hope it gets taken down. Really? Because of the people who use it? Well, I mean, let's be honest. It legitimately kind of is a spy app from other countries. Like that's not even really like <laughs> fake news. Um, and I think it's banned in Europe now. I'm pretty is sure. It? It's, what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Google you right now. I'm going to see. Pretty sure it is, or at least some European countries. And now, like, also, I just can't stand the people on it. It's just cringy. It's too cringe for me. Yeah. I mean, what sucks is it's, I think it is a really innovative app and a platform, but... Oh, it is, but... If it's spyware, ooh, you know... It's legitimate spyware. It's not even a joke. So... And maybe India? I'm sorry, you broke up there for a couple seconds. India. India and Indonesia as of mid-July. So I guess it's still legal in Europe. But I thought there was a couple countries that... I don't know. Well, I wonder if that's going to be a growing trend. We'll see. You heard it here first. <laughs> I thought it was going to happen. I really did. You know what's funny is I've been trying to look up some weird news stories for you know what we do every week. But... 
like even the weird news stories are just becoming normal. Yeah, I mean, I think we over the last few years we've slowly developed into truly we're living an Onion article. <laughs> like it's it's just you know you look at these outrageous news stories and like five years ago you've been like oh that's funny as in like not likely but now anything's possible. I saw this great Onion article the other day about how oh can we talk for a second about how because you need the backstory and I don't think we talked about it last time maybe we did I don't remember mm-hmm. how Trump made up that he was he got invited to pitch at the Yankees game. He made that up. He oh. made that up. And Why so, would you make it up? Like who? Because he made it up because it was he he said it the same day Fauci actually pitched at the Nationals game through the and so he just went. He goes, yeah, I'm pitching August fifteenth, and even the Yankees came out and said we had no clue. Like I don't know what he's talking about. Yeah, the Yankees were like, well, first of all, let's be real, MLB season might not make it to August fifteenth. They're not gonna. But it just. I just love the fact that he goes, never mind, I can't, I'm busy. I'm like, you literally invited yourself and then canceled it. <laughs> That's like when someone's like, I'm on my way to your house, and you're like, what, what, we didn't have any plans. And then they show up in the driveway, and then they go, you know what, never mind, they back out. And, like, this whole time you're scrambling, trying to, like, clean the house, because you have a guest impromptuly. And oh, I forgot to tell you, Matt, um, Elon Musk actually asked me to travel to the International Space Station. Oh. In November, but I can't, I can't make it, because it's uh, my 30th birthday party, so... Can't do it, but he invited me. Yeah. Oh, what are you gonna do for your birthday with everything? Oh, hold on, before we get into that, I gotta mention, I gotta circle it back to the Onion article I saw. Yes, please do. Before because we I, I saw <laughs> whoever was over there making the headlines, man, they are genius. It was, um, it was like a tr- a Trump and federal agents tear gas Yankees, uh, so to make way for his uh, pitch for the first opening opening pitch. My God. Yeah, but MLB season, I mean, August 5th, dude, I think they might be toast soon. Is well, like nine or ten teams? I guess Manfred told the affiliates this weekend, it's like, yeah, by the way, you better have backup programming just in case this weekend doesn't pan wow. out. Oh. And so, because I guess, I think it's the Marlins, they have 40-man rosters, and I think 19 of them came back positive. And my question is, like, you'd think that with all the money and all the protocols like they'd actually be like safer than like a normal workplace so it kind of goes to show you that covid does not care how rich you are or you know well it's like the nba player who they have that bubble down there and Mm -hmm. he he left the bubble to go to a funeral and that was allowed they like he got permission for it but Mm -hmm. then he instagrammed himself at a strip club oh my god and so he got kicked out yeah of course that's that's just ridiculous but, it's like, uh, I have, let me go cry over my aunt and then later that night go to the club. Like, that's ridiculous. Speaking of uh, MLB, do you know uh, Yolanda Cespedes? No, who's that? He's an outfielder for the Mets, and he's really, really good and big player. And they have a game today, and he just didn't didn't show up, just didn't appear. And so then, like, they tried to call him, and they can't find him. No one can find him. No one knows where he's at. No one can get a hold of him. It's, like, the weirdest thing. Hmm. He just, like, vanished. He was like, I have to go to the club, <laughs> get some stripper money already. Uh, oh. It just amazes me, especially the NBA guys. Like, you're getting millions and you blow it to go to a strip club. Like, yeah, I mean, imagine that. Like, imagine any opportunity where you're getting millions and you're gonna mess around with that. Like, I I can't relate. <laughs> no. By the way, I got a good watch for you. Oh yeah. Did you have you ever heard of the series Last Chance of You? No, what is that? Oh my god, it's so good. It's really depressing though. They're on the, they just made their fifth and final season, so you got a lot of catching up to do. But basically what it does is it follows 
Um, have you ever heard of JUCO schools, junior colleges? No. Um, basically, uh, JUCO schools are like community colleges that still have sports teams, and basically, like huh. the kids who get kicked out of like D1 teams mm-hmm. or like kids who are like criminals or whatever usually end up at these at these schools and try to like either get D1 scholarships or just get like an education or whatever. And it follows like these kids, you know, going through that. And the last season was in California. And more than half of the football team was homeless. It was insane. God. It was nuts. And their, their starting quarterback that he lived in his car, he's like, yeah, I haven't slept in a bed in like two years. I was like, oh, my God. And this is based on real – this is like an autobiography kind of thing? or not? These are real kids. It's it's just a documentary following the team. These are real, real kids. I like that. I, like, I love a good documentary. I uh, watched a couple episodes of Trial by Media and a couple episodes of Unsolved Mysteries. I wasn't a fan of Trial by Media. I liked the first two or three, and then I, I think the fourth one I just kind of fell off of. Like I, just, I think they got a little aggressive with their with their with their plot. <laughs> but it's like real stuff. I mean, like, how do you get aggressive about real stuff? Do you mean like in terms of how they showed it, or like their? Yeah, I think they I think they kind of beat their own argument by portraying it in a weird way. Well, that's one thing that I don't like with documentaries is when like they have fifty people say the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like just take one or two of those people. And have them say it. We don't need to hear the whole, everyone you interviewed be like, New York was really bad in the 1990s. We get it. We, we, we just say that once and we get it. We're, Can you we're, imagine for the documentary in 2020? Oh, God. I, it's going to be just. There's going to be two documentaries I'm really pumped to see. One is about 2020 and the other one is about the Trump presidency. Oh, my God. Well, what do you okay? So when you have great grandchildren or grandchildren one day, and they ask you about this year, I mean, what are you gonna say that it was just? Well, I'm in a weird situation because uh, my daughter was born January 19th, and mm-hmm. so basically everything after that just fell off a freaking cliff. Like yeah. it was because it's not like that first month. You know, obviously COVID kind of hit. It was like about March, but you know, you just had a baby. It's not like you're going out and around. Like you know, you have a new baby. That's like you have to adjust to that. Yeah, and so, like, I don't know how I'm going to explain to her about, like, what life was like before. And, it, you know, it's, it's going to be really weird because, obviously, everyone has baby pictures, you know, when they're a baby and everything. And hers are going to be, like, we're all wearing masks and stuff. And it's just going to be, like, but, I'm, no, I'm serious. Like, no, you're totally, I'm sorry. I'm not laughing at your pain of it. I'm laughing because you're, like, that's so right. You're going to look back and be, like, there's Tommy and me. You know, like, it's it's going to be so weird because you know what, like how at high school graduations, like they'll show like pictures of their, when they're babies and stuff mm-hmm. like our kids and like her peers are like, their, their kids are like, family's going to be wearing masks and stuff. And everyone's going to be like, Oh God, I remember that shit. Yeah. Like think about that. I mean, if you, if you think about it too, we're not likely to go through this ever again. Like this is definitely like a once in a lifetime. I mean, I, so. I might disagree there. You think this might happen like in 20 years, another virus breaks out. Like this? I think it might be like a weapon as 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 a thing. Oh. Yeah. I just want to – you're right. There's definitely that possibility of it. But I like to think positively. That's my problem in life. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, to be honest, I don't know if we'll see it again. But, yeah. man, how, I think we're going to be messed up through next year. Yeah. Well, I definitely don't think until fall of 2021 things will get normal in any sense. And and then again, you know, even if there is a vaccine, I think this re- really makes us rethink about certain things. Like, it's kind of funny to think about it. all these stores and all these workplaces. They're like, well, I guess we got to start cleaning the place up. 
You know what I mean? Like the fact mm-hmm. that we had to really amplify our cleaning standards in the first place. I'm like, come on, like that's kind of ridiculous. And I actually like, you know, the six foot kind of rule a little bit because man, some people do not get personal space. No. There's been plenty of times when I'm in the line where the person's like breathing down my neck. I'm like, ma'am, this is a Wendy's drive-thru. Please do not be right behind me. Like, it's, I'm actually surprised you haven't seen like more violence from it. Like people punching each other for wearing masks or not wearing masks and everything. Like I'm actually kind of surprised. It's a lot more. It's more of like the yelling and like shaming of people. Like shame, shame, shame kind of attitude. So I don't care. I'll shame, I'll shame you if you go on vacation though. I will shame you. Oh yeah. Well, by the way, so I know last time we talked about how at my gym there wasn't really a solid mask policy. Well, now they're they changed it. Yeah, I saw yeah. that. So it's still a little weird because. So if you're, like, coming in, wear a mask. If you're in the locker room, you're supposed to wear a mask. If you're, like, walking through the floor, you're supposed to wear a mask. But then if you're working out, I guess you don't have to wear the mask. So it's, like, a little ambiguous. So I'm still, like, trying to, like, see what people are doing and kind of figure out, like... But, I mean, I feel like it's a much better level of... Like, a much better level of, like, standard than it was earlier where it was, like, the Wild Wild West. I haven't been able to... Go obviously. What, what's your thoughts on? Does it feel like they're like keeping it clean or safe? I feel like what's improved is that people are cleaning down their machines more often. There's more, and the staff are doing that too. So I just feel like there's more awareness for sure. Um, you know, sometimes when I get a little busy, you know, it makes me think about like, okay, how can I redo what I wanted to do? You know, like I might not have, be able to use certain areas or machines just because like I'm not comfortable with the busyness. But right. yeah, it's not been too bad. I think it's been better. I think, I wonder if, like, oh, I've also tried out the face shield, and I like the face shield a lot. Did you do that instead of a mask? I've tried it instead of a mask, and it's, uh, it's different in, in the sense that, like, my face isn't as itchy, but you have to, like, clip it onto your head, and so your head kind of gets a little, like, just, like, you know, a little tingly, if that makes sense, but. Where the, where the heck did you even get one of those? Uh, $2 at Mark's. Really? Yeah, so it's a great investment, I think. Have you seen sure. those people walking around with? I saw someone who they those water cooler jugs. They cut the hole out of the bottom and stuck it over their head. I've seen people do that. I gotta tell you, that's actually kind of a cool idea. I like it. <laughs> um, I'm thinking of too because you know I have some weddings that I'm DJing coming up. I might get one of those LED masks. Oh, there you go. What for the wedding? Um, I actually just did one the other day, and it was really – by the other day, yesterday. <laughs> and it was really small, and uh, it was interesting because, like, half the people seemed to be doing masks, and the other half kind of weren't really doing it. I mean, the reason I do it is because, A, you know, I need the money. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I, you know, I'm not getting any support from government whatsoever, so I need to make my money. But, um, two, you know, I'm behind a DJ booth for, like, the vast majority of the night, and so – People don't really come up to my space, so in a way, I feel good, and I have my own face shield. I have my face mask. I got both of them ready, just in case I need them, so. you put the face shield on when someone comes up to talk to you? Oh, yeah. I get that thing. Like, I have it on me, and I'm kind of wearing it for the most part, but, like, then I really, like, drop it low when people come up. I'm like, drop it, drop it low. That's another thing. Like, can you imagine, like, getting married in that situation, then you show your kids your wedding pictures 30 years later, and the DJ's in a face shield? Yeah. I mean. Like. That's what it is. I'm assuming, I'm assuming by the time my daughter, like, I hope she gets, like, to the point where she, like, knows things, knows how to talk, can understand things, can recognize yeah. things, that she'll look at these pictures and be like, what was that all about? Why are y'all wearing masks? Why didn't you take me anywhere for the first year I was alive? Yeah. 
Hey, well, do you want to hear one advice column that I found the other yeah, day? Let's move into that. I just got one for you, unless you want me to get a second one, but now, one. this one's a doozy, so. It's a Dear Abby article. Dear Abby, we live next door to an 89-year-old old woman named Estelle. Estelle's a snowbird, which means that she's our neighbor for only part of the year. So basically, Estelle lives in, like, Ohio during the summer and then moves to Florida for the winter, that kind of thing. Snowbird thing. Estelle has a devoted caretaker named Iris who visits her almost daily. Iris does everything, shopping, bathing, brings the mail, helping out, etc. Estelle has given us a key to her house for emergencies. The issue is that once Estelle leaves for the summer, Iris arrives almost daily for what appears to be an afternoon tryst with a man who is not her husband. They stay in the house for two to three hours and then leave, always in separate cars. After several weeks of seeing this, my husband went over to check on the house, and the bed was obviously used, the air conditioning's on high, the house is in disorder. It's just not how Estelle left it when she, like, moved down south for the winter. Mm-hmm. Our dilemma is we know Estelle depends upon Iris. Estelle loves and trusts her. Do we turn a blind eye or do we tell Estelle? Last year, we reported our observations to Estelle's son as he was bringing his mother here for the winter. He wasn't sure what to do because Estelle's really dependent on Iris. What do we do? And Abby was like, girl, this is Estelle's home and Iris is Estelle's employee. If this wasn't, if this was happening on your property, wouldn't you want to know about it? There's nothing gained by keeping Estelle in the dark. You gotta tell her what's been going on. That your husband went to check the place and found it in disarray and then leave the ball in Estelle's court to handle. Um, I think what makes this really interesting for me is, first of all, how do they know that the, that Iris, the caretaker, is with a man who is not her husband for these trysts? Well, I mean. That's really interesting to think about. Like, how do they know it's like an affair? I wanna know about this. Put you, uh, put you in this situation where, say you were like, the neighbor or something. Mm-hmm. You know, let me just change it up a little bit because this kind of reminds me of a situation I, I've heard of before and I want to know how you feel about this. Say you live in like a duplex or whatever, okay? Just mm-hmm. you and another unit. And, um, cause this actually happened to one of my buddies. Oh, really? Okay. So your neighbor, okay, is someone who basically only uses the condo as like their stabbing cabin. They're married, but they only use it as like their stabbing cabin for like their boyfriends and girlfriends. Wow. Would you, would you say swingers? No, here's what I'll, I'll basically give you the situation. Okay. Yeah. So, um, my buddy was in a duplex and his neighbor was married. Mm-hmm. And the only, he didn't live in there full time. He just brought basically like women over and he told my friend, he goes, just shh, be cool. Don't say anything. <laughs> just for, just ignore the fact that random people are going to be coming over. Just, just, just ignore it. What would you say? That is so like, oh my god, that's like a sounds like a really bad Lifetime movie almost, <laughs> like the sex condo. Because you don't want to get involved, like it's not your yeah. life. Like, well, if, he doesn't know the wife, does he? Mm-mm. So there's no way to contact her. It's not like he, it's like not like it's his best friend or his family member. No, but still. But like, what do you do if you don't know how to contact this woman? I don't know. Wouldn't that make you feel weird though? Oh yeah, hella weird. <laughs> definitely would I'd, I'd be like the people with masks I'd just shame them with my eyes you know just give them a look the only good thing is you could get away with so what, what so much stuff like having loud parties there and everything it'd be like mm. you have you have everything over your neighbor it's like really you're gonna bug me you're gonna call the cops on me well and what's kind of crazy too about the situation is that they went to Estelle's son and that to me is kind of like ageism like oh she's 89 like 
you know, let, let's go to her son about it. And I'm just like, dude, just fucking tell her. Just tell her. Right. Her <laughs> handy woman of sorts is having a triest in the bathroom, in the bedroom. I'd be more pissed than bringing people over. Well, another week in COVID city has gone by. Feels like a year. <laughs> dude, by the time this is all over, your baby girl is going to be, like, less Teenager. of a baby. <laughs> She's going to be 13, like, bye, I'm going to the mall with my friends. By the way, yeah. just before we sign off, I read this thing about uh, how the COVID's causing what they call turbocharged relationships. And they said for every week that you're with someone in quarantine, it counts as two months of a relationship. Really? That's yeah. interesting. But that's why I think it makes sense because I think a lot of people have broken up during this time period and they've gotten together during this time period. So. You think there's going to be a baby boom? <sighs> Ooh. Maybe, but at the same time, so many people have lost jobs and income, so I feel like it'd be, they're probably like, oh, we shouldn't have a baby during this time period. I don't know, but we'll see. a lot of faith in people. Because what would March, nine months after March would be December, so we'll see come this December what the stats say. (laughs) And we'll talk about it on this show, obvi. (laughs) All right, that's all. Until next time, later, peace out. Later. Man, I stole your later. Yeah. Yeah, I did. (laughs) 